Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to Where Sean Levine will step into the cage with Brendan Tobin in Are You Gonna Fight Me? I'm gonna fight your here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. You know the rules. I want a good, clean fight. When I tell you to break, I want you to step back out my command and break. Now go back to the corner and come out fighting at the bell. All right, Brendan, I'm going to meet you in the middle of the octagon. It's time to fight each other. We just got a chance to see the main event of UFC 286. And still, Leon Rocky Edwards, the champion by decision over Kamaru Usman. And then another champion took to Twitter, Islam Makachev, and he said he wants Leon Edwards next. You gonna fight me if I say Islam would ragdoll that dude? I don't want to take I don't want to take away Leon's moment because that just happened, but I think Islam dominates that fight. Yeah, you know what? I am gonna fight you. Like we just saw him against Leon all of a sudden, huh? No, nah, it's not that I'm a Leon guy. You just told me to do. I think he's gonna ragdoll him, and no, nah, I think we've seen this. Leon Edwards has got a is got a pretty strong takedown defense. You're talking about a Makachev who would have to go up and wait. Uh, he just took on a true welterweight, probably the best true welterweight grappler there is, and was able to withstand the storm a little bit, uh, even if it takes a little cheating in the middle in the middle of a championship fight. So uh, no, I would fight you on that. I don't. I'm, I don't. I'm not ready to crown. Can I just be honest with you? I'm not ready to crown uh, Islam Makachev yet. You're not Khabib, okay, dude? You're not. Like you almost lost to a featherweight. In fact, a lot of people thought you did. So you did. Let's just did. slow our roll a little bit with Islam Makachev. You got a pretty stacked division as it is with a lot of shark uh, contenders, and I think you should take those out. And we've mentioned the options that Leon Edwards has in front of him. If I was Leon Edwards, I'd like Islam Makachev. Like, no, dude. Like, that's. Do you want to talk about something that doesn't interest me at all as far as a fight's concerned? I would scoff at that if I was Rocky. Here's the thing, though. Leon got as screwed as anybody in the promotion over the last decade, not named Tony Ferguson, right? Like, there were a lot of times that he was overlooked and COVID and lost fights and all these different things. If now's your time, then now's your time. And now's his time. Like, he's taken out Usman twice now in the last what six seven months i'm not suggesting it's a great idea but if you really want to be the man if you really want everybody to talk about you become champ champ you take out uzman twice you take out islam once now everybody's talking about you yeah i, I don't think so not, like I, I think that people care about like mainstream wise yeah maybe that's cool for us that's cool fodder but what has it really done for Islam? Like I just told you, I don't think much of him. And he just took out the number one pound for pound fighter on the planet. I, I think for me, if you're, if you're Leon, no, go get the big fights, go get the ones that make the most money um, and, and really set you up. And those are the ones people will remember. Um, so I, I just, you know, all this crossover stuff, like, you know, you should go and, and defend your throne a little bit. Islam, like, you know, get the hell out of here with you're going to jump up to welterweight and get to jump the line. No, I'm not into that. He was so dominant against Charles Oliveira, 
that I think that's when I decided, okay, he is that dude. It sounds like maybe because he wasn't as dominant, slash probably didn't win the fight against Alex Volkanovsky, that maybe we're both a little bit off of his greatness this quick. I'm with you there. That being said, Volkanovsky has this fight coming up against Yair Rodriguez. Have you seen the odds, bro? Volk is I haven't, actually. Minus... Dude, he's like a minus 375, minus 400. I love Volk. I think he won the fight. I think Volk's a top five all-time great, great fight. I think he's unbelievable. But if you're going to give me that type of money, I think I saw it at plus 375 on the Yair comeback. The same way I told you to play Volk a month ago, bet against him this time. Because he's he's good. He's great. But he shouldn't be that big of a favorite. You're going to fight me? I mean, I don't know, man. He's wiped out the you're division. Pay we kind of had like a... I, I mean, I might not bet on him just to win. I'll probably, like, you know, lurk on some methods for that night. But, look, sure. I remember Yair Rodriguez getting bludgeoned by Frankie Edgar back in the day, you know? So, yeah, I think I will roll with Volkanovski that night. Um, all respect to uh, Pantera. He is a lot of fun to watch. I enjoy his style very much. He is, like, martial like a martial arts movie in the octagon, but... I understand it. I, that one, like, you know, we, we say this a lot where we're like, I don't get that. That's just, I think Volk kind of deserves that respect. I, I think that that one's appropriate for me. I think that's a slap in the face to Yair. Um, speaking of exciting fighters, Justin Gaethje took out Rafael Fazeev in the co-main event about an hour ago of UFC 286. You're going to fight me if I say, in order, the two most exciting fighters in the promotion today, Gaethje 1, Chandler 2. You going to fight me? Oh, I think I I think that you're missing Dustin Poirier, who's beaten both of them for sure. I think that for uh, sure. I think that I think you know I'm a I'm a big Dustin Poirier fan. Obviously, trains uh you know from Coconut Creek American Top Team. I like Dustin a lot, but I think that he, I think people would probably agree with you that Justin's won because it feels like he never misses. Um, but I think that Dustin deserves that kind of respect too. I mean, he's been and think about how long he has been around, dude. This guy has been around forever and is rarely i don't even think ever been in a boring fight even even the losses are exciting and he doesn't lose very much so uh, i would put the diamond on top of them because he has beaten them both but they are all very very exciting and i would love to watch them fight whenever they want to and he's also taken out conor mcgregor and now he's got to watch conor mcgregor be on tough with Michael Chandler, it's Dustin Poirier is in this weird spot because he is an all-time great. He's always been in his prime, right? He's not really one of those guys that had to build himself up. Like, he was great from the beginning, and now that he's probably only got a few fights left, he's still great, even towards the end. So, I agree with you. He finds himself in this weird spot, which is why, if people weren't listening to us earlier, I think that we matchmake this one and figured it out. Now that Gaethje got the win, and he's kind of a hot name again, why don't you just match him up against Dustin Poirier? We saw that fight a long time ago. Both two different fighters. Who's not going to watch that one? Oh, I love it. I think if you're going to do it, you got to give some, you know, because I understand why Dustin, you might have to like talk him into that one a little bit because I got sure. the win. But like, if you do that one, you know, in the Pelicans arena in New Orleans, you know, give him a little hometown matchup main event fight. Yeah, I would do and something And make it like a number one contender fight. Let, let him know coming yes. in. Whoever wins this fight, fight for the belt. Right? We got to figure it out just now, didn't we? I would love it. I think that would be a fun matchup, man. I would be very, very uh, into that if they were able to make that happen. Speaking of championship fights, it's not too long now that we're going to see Aljamain Sterling back in the octagon taking on Triple C. 
I was arguing with my boy earlier. My boy said that he thinks the Triple C is like, a, these are his words. He said, I think he's a step below John Jones. And I thought, really? Like, I think he's several steps below him right now. And basically, he was saying that if he takes out Aljo, I think Aljo beats him, man. I think we don't talk enough about time off and ring rust and all that stuff. Just because John Jones is able to come back and look awesome doesn't mean that everybody is. I'm taking Aljamain Sterling. Um, I think I'm taking Aljamain Sterling, too. I think that Triple C being above John Jones, what was he smoking when he told you this exactly? like what, It was apparently what some type good stuff of in a legal state. Some good stuff. Okay. He did. He didn't. Put, he didn't put him above him. He said that everybody's got John as the goat, especially after he took out Cyril Gone. But he kind of had him on that next list. The only argument for I could see with Cejudo's greatness is if you have Demetrius Johnson on that list, top five, top seven, all time greatest fighter. It's tough to keep Triple C off, right? Yeah. Look, I, I think Triple C deserves to be there in some conversations, especially for you talking about like smaller fighters. Um, you know, beating Demetrius Johnson the way he did is certainly a feather in his cap. And then really, you know, that whole thing about they were going to get rid of the flyweight division and all that was a, was a huge deal. Beating TJ Dillashaw sure. the way that he did. I mean, like, yeah, he's got some great wins. Don't get me wrong. I just think that, you know, John Jones is like a, I really just think people need to like, just go to second place. Think, figure out whatever arguments you want to make. But John Jones should have two faces on the route Rushmore of the UFC. I guess it's that good. <laughs> like, like we should just do, do you stop think, having this argument. Do you think John Jones, even though he's still active, has become our Michael Jordan? The same way that Jordan eventually, probably with five or six years left in his career and still winning a couple of championships. At that point, he was already regarded as not just the best player active, but the best of all time. At this point, that's who John Jones is, right? Like, if you even try to make an argument for somebody else, you sound silly. It's just going to be so hard because someone's going to have – so, and it's fascinating. You know, we talk to guys like Bo, and, and like, you know, he kind of wants to slow his roll, and everybody wants to be, like, ready by the time they're, like, 27 and well-seasoned. Who's the guy who's going to come in at 19 years old, be champion by 21, reign for decade, at reign for a decade, and, you know, obviously have some mishaps, maybe – you know, that breaks away. Maybe he would have lost in the midst of that. I don't know, but he didn't. And so I don't, yeah, I don't know who you have a good argument for. And now he's the heavyweight champion of the world. So um, it's it's just, we. it's tough to have anybody in that conversation for me. Like Triple C, I don't want to diminish his greatness because he is great. But um, I do think for him, it is a tough one because you're right. Like not everybody, John was so equipped to come off of a break better than I think anybody in the history of fighting. So, you know, does does Triple C handle that as well? It's a big question. Sean O'Malley says he's next. He thinks he's going to get a championship shot at the winner of this fight we're talking about. And I agree with him, right? Like, I don't know if it's going to be July or August or whenever it's going to be, but O'Malley's next fight is definitely going to be for a title. You going to fight me? I, I, I'm not going to fight you just because I feel like he would have had a matchup already if they weren't planning to do that, you know? Exactly. Like, I think that he's he's popular enough that they would want him on any pay-per-view. So, I think you're going to hear a lot of belly aching. Like, I think Cheeto Vera, if he wins next week, Corey Sandig, if they win, like, they're going to be mad. But I don't disagree. I think that he's kind of going to get that nod and he's going to hold that Piotr Jan, you know, razor-thin decision, even though Jan did just get shut out. So... 
you know, I think people are accepting of it, but I can I can understand why a lot of guys in that division are going to be pissed because you're going to say, wait, this guy barely beat a guy that just got shut out by Marab, and he's getting the title shot next? Now, understanding Marab doesn't want a title shot, but let's say Triple C wins. Does does then, like, shouldn't Marab automatically get to leap to the front? But he's not going to. Like, I know it's going to be Sean O'Malley, but it's, man, that's unfair. That whole thing's a mess, honestly. They just need to have a Royal Rumble. The last two guys standing in the octagon, they get to fight each other because there's literally five or six guys that think they got a shot, including Cheeto Vera, who you talked about, who fights Corey Sandhagen next week, and Corey Sandhagen is the favorite. Are you going to fight me if I say, that's ridiculous. I love Corey Sandhagen. I think he beat you in a million different ways, but Cheeto Vera should be the favorite. Yeah, I get why he's not. Though. He fights reckless, dude. Like I, I understand why he's he not. wins You're reckless betting. though. He does, but that's a that you know when we see these lines all the time. Oddsmakers don't like putting stuff on reckless. Like they like putting stuff on guys who can grapple, guys who can win rounds, guys who can win decisions. They don't do, they don't like reckless very much. They you know when we see these odds come out, and sometimes we're scratching our head. We're like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and I think it's because. A lot of MMA odds makers will bet on safe. They will bet on how can they win a decision. They don't like to bet on finishes. That's why finishes have much heavier odds. When we're talking about Method to the Madness and all this every single week and you guys are tuning in, the reason we are trying to give you guys how we think it's going to happen is because you'll make better money because they don't seem to know how to predict that stuff. So I think that they look at it and they say, ah, Sandhagen, a little bit more of a skilled striker. He should win a decision. That's why he's the favorite. All right, so we know you're good at the matchmaking, but if you're so damn good at setting the odds, when we see Valentina get back in there with Alexa Grasso, how do you set those odds? Because you could argue that Valentina, I don't, I don't think she's lost two fights in a row. We know she lost her last one. She didn't look great the fight before that against Tyler Santos. I'm not sure. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm not sure that's not like close to a pick em. Valentina will be a favorite because she's the bullet, but not by a bunch, man. I'm talking about like a minus 140. I don't disagree with you. I think that Alexa is only getting better too. And I think that's the thing that you have to, uh, you have to look at, you know, she pounced on an opportunity in a fight where she saw an opening. She drilled for it. That, that to me looks like, Oh, I'm going to get her the next time around. I'm going to know even more about her. I could actually see Alexa beating her worse the next time around. Um, I, I think that's just a stylistic thing. And I think that just for, for Valentina, I don't even know if that's a question of is she getting long on the tooth. I just think that this is what's supposed to happen. You reign over a division this long. Eventually, we're supposed to have these contenders. Alexa Grosso, Aaron Blanchfield. She's supposed to have people that are catching up with her. And that's what's coming around right now. What if Izzy loses again? And he's coming in as a slight favor against Perea. But, and we've had all these champions, right? We talked about Usman and his long reign. We've talked about a bunch of guys. And Gal- Valentina came up earlier. We're talking about all-time greats, right? We're talking about top five, top ten, not just active, but all-time, who maybe, just maybe, are getting a little bit old right in front of our eyes. You're going to fight me if I say, there's no way Izzy should be favored to win the fight. Don't get me wrong, I'm put my money on him. But he shouldn't be favored to win the fight. I struggle with this because it's like, you know, he was so close to winning that fight. I'm going to, like, I know what I just saw. I just I should take the lesson that I just saw from Leon Edwards and be like, yes, hey, uh, he just told you on his worst night and he still pulled the win. But hey, I could probably tell yes. you the same thing. But I believe in Izzy's greatness and I feel like I'm going to be there and I'm going to see this guy get that belt wrapped around his waist again. I do think that he should be the favorite. I think that your, your title reign should mean something. It should. It, it should mean something. 
the fact that, you know, Pajeda was able to pull it out, you know, great. But Izzy was winning that fight, and he was on his way to winning, and then he got chin-checked again. I think this will be the course is current events, and you just saw the same thing happen with Kamaru Usman, and you said the same thing. Anyway, coming up next, we've got some news and notes, and then we'll put a bow on this bad boy. You're locked into the BetQL Network.